0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey Neat, Spirited Conversations with Interesting People. I'm your host, Christopher Hart. I thoroughly enjoyed today's episode. I have been wanting to get Cheryl Gibbs on the show for a while now, and I also, peek behind the curtain, I've been dying to get her boyfriend on the show. I I say boyfriend, I think husband, they're not married, but they've been together a long time. Terry over at Anvil in Houston. Has been the beverage director there, or the you know the, the main guy that besides Bobby Hugel uh, to run that place, and I am fascinated with his level of knowledge on the on all things spirits, all things cocktail. Huge fan, uh, but I'm as equal a fan of Cheryl. Cheryl used to work at R and D C, and then switched over to the William Grant side, the supplier side, and is slinging. Uh, some of the best Irish whiskey in the market. Donna Stewart was recently hired to be the national brand ambassador of Tula Mordue, and Cheryl kind of manages the Houston market as well. They've been preaching the good word of Irish whiskey for a while now, and it, I couldn't be a bigger supporter of it. So today we sit down with these two women, and we walk through the entire Nice, beautiful core range of Tullamore Dew from the 18-year-old single malt, which I'll tell you right now, this was freaking fantastic, to the cider cask, which I was pleasantly surprised by, the rum cask, and, of course, this delicious green label that is always, always just fantastic Irish whiskey. The Houston Whiskey Social is, uh, like I said, full swing every week. Uh, Tickets are available. We are three weeks out from the event and it should be a blast. So you can get those tickets at HoustonWhiskeySocial.com. Um, any information about this show at MyWhiskeyNeat.com. And I think that pretty much covers all of our bases. So without further ado, cheers. So Donna Stewart, that's uh, – sounds like a very familiar name Thank almost you. like an actress's name I feel like I'm missing something
1: <laughs> um no it's it's not it's it actually you know it's kind of weird I thought that my name was definitely gonna be Scottish right because I did like my ancestry and Stuart is like the most popular sp- Scottish last name
0: we had on uh... Uh, Stuart Buchanan. Oh, that's a first name. Never mind. Disregard. Sorry. One <laughs> Yeah, no, the, and. the
1: colors of Scotland, like when you see that tartan and everything, that's like really like the like iconic colors of Scotland. That's the Stuart family colors. So I was like, oh God, I wonder am I Scottish? Like, which is totally fine if I was. I just didn't want to be English. So I did my uh, Ancestry <laughs> and it came back 100% Irish. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know where the Stuart comes in. I mean, it's obviously somewhere like someone Scottish came into the family, but...
0: Well, it's weird because with the Ancestry thing... You you think, um, generally speaking, like Europe is so close, and in in the um, the countries are so small compared to our states oh, yeah. that people love to say I'm German or I'm French. Like my ancestry is 100 percent German. I'm like you can't really say that because it's not like anyone saying I'm 100 percent Louisianian or uh, Oklahomian. <laughs> it's it doesn't make it doesn't have the same ring. Maybe they
2: call it yeah. Cajun. Uh, yeah. When
0: I when I went and had my ancestry DNA done. Uh, it was just basically big blobs around parts of Europe. The one okay. exception to that is if you're an island. If you're an island you are kind of right. to yourself. Right. Yeah. So um I'm I'm very, very Irish myself, but I have quite a bit of English in me too. So Oh how unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> and Cheryl Gibbs.
2: Lots of lots of I, English.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gre- I'm gonna <laughs> greet you on my show just like a, a gentleman would. And uh I you so lots of English, you say.
2: Lots of English, sorry. Really? Yes, but I'm driving you later, so it'd be nice. So be nice. <laughs> but I'm it'll only, be on the I'm wrong only side of the road. Anyways. <laughs> it's funny, back to that ancestry Like Um my my mother's side is MacDougald, and they've always said that they were Scottish and I just kinda was like, Okay, cool. So we're part Scottish. Cool, that's nice. Um then that – Ancestry DNA stuff came out in zero Scottish, Irish. But my dad is one hundred percent British. That, oh th- really.
0: That's the problem is uh you get generational storytelling that happens. And when I met my wife, her she's one of seven kids and the youngest was like, We're Native American, we're Native American and then the oldest got her DNA back done and it's like zero native American. <laughs> yeah. And it, I held on to that for years because she got so mad this was 12 years ago but she got so mad that I didn't believe there was any Indian and then t- like 10 years later I find out there's not and I was like hey do you remember that time you, like, <laughs> you got mad at me in your face um, it, it's we've always been uh, last name being Hart it, it used to be O'Hare which, oh, okay. uh, which I think is going to play into what we're going to talk about today. Yes. So I'm excited to, to hear about this new campaign that you guys are on.
1: Yeah. So basically, we're a triple blended Irish whiskey, right? Which means we're a blend of all three types of Irish whiskey that are made in Ireland. Um, so most Irish blends that you might be familiar with are usually a blend of two. So we're really proud that we're a blend of all three. And then some of our messaging kind of ties into that. Our company like motto is that the blending of cultures, thoughts, and ideas makes the world a way more fun and interesting. Place sure so our Especially with food uh, yeah oh yeah so that actually ties into this too so we wanted to do something different this St Patrick's Day like of course we're going to be in all the Irish bars we're going to be doing our usual potties, parties but uh, we wanted to kind of give a nod to our motto which is everyone is Irish on St Patrick's Day of course yeah so we our campaign is oh everyone and what we're doing is in four cities around the states we're taking over several different bars. Or restaurants that are non-Irish. So think like Indian, Mexican, um, you know, super American sports bars, like pizza places, whatever you can think of. And we're going to make them Irish for the weekend. Not changing their menu or stuff, but we're going to have an Irish featured menu. So some Tullamore Dew drinks. And we're also going to have some like Irish blends with their So let me give you an example kind of explain it a little bit better. So one of the Indian places is doing like a corned beef curry and like a potato curry. Sure. And then, um, you know, one of the Mexican places is doing, is serving all their tacos in spinach tacos. So they're going to be green, you know, and then the drinks, like, uh, in the Mexican place, we're doing an Irish paloma. So. Tullamore do, you know, lime grapefruit, super easy, but a little bit different. And then uh, like Irish pina coladas, you know, there's loads sure. of fun stuff we're doing.
0: Oh, uh, that sounds good. A
1: child fashioned at the Indian place. So it's going to be so fun. It's just going to be new ways to to talk about Irish whiskey, as well as celebrating that blending cultures together is definitely more fun and also delicious.
0: When's the when's uh, St. Patty's Day? The 18th? Yeah, it's, 17th. It's 17th. coming up next week. I think this will air. In time. In time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. What what four cities are you going to?
1: Yeah, so the cities that we're taking over the um, restaurants and stuff is New York, LA, Chicago, and Boston. However, not Houston. No, I wish we, I wish it was. Well,
0: thanks for coming on the show today. It was nice
1: meeting. <laughs> hey, we've got a lot of really cool things going on at
0: different bars in Houston.
1: But we do have um, our t-shirts that everybody can get so that they can be Irish. So it's basically <laughs> O in front of your name. And that was the key part that I meant to tell you about the restaurant. So we're putting an O in front of all the names of the restaurants. Oh, sure. Yeah, so like O Gilbert's, like O Bombay Palace. Like that's kind yeah. of going to be the vibe. Oh, and their God. signs are going to be changed for the weekend. That's super fun. Yeah. So then everyone can be Irish by putting an O in front of their name. So that would be perfect for you because you it just
0: go goes right back to my roots. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, if, if, if I remember, from what I understand, in the early 1900s, it was very hard for Irish people to get any work. And so if you had an Irish-sounding name, they wouldn't hire you. In fact, I no think Irish I just – Irish need apply. That's correct. <laughs> I think I just saw a more Do ad on YouTube today, which I thought was a little – like, you know how you'll talk about bikes and then you'll oh. see bike advertisements? <laughs> I was talking about Tula Do being on the show today, was watching an episode of Joe Rogan on YouTube, and then a Tula do ad popped up. Uh, no, no Irish, Irish need, need to blind with, yeah, with yeah. the guy
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that freaks me out like why I understand if I type it into Google like but how did they hear me talk about it like I was just talking about it you know, dude there's right?
0: been times where yeah.
1: I turned Alexa off my, like,
0: I've never used I refuse to use Alexa we bought a Sonos for the house uh, which is a similar but there's no AI and my wife was like can it hear us I'm like no no it's just a speaker like it's just a wireless Wi-Fi connected Are speaker you sure? Yeah, sure well, I have Alexa and I have no fear
1: yeah, I talk to her all the time, but, like, I t- I unplugged her recently because she was freaking me out. <laughs> she kept saying, like, I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that.
0: And you weren't even talking to her? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alexa sometimes argues with us. So my boyfriend has set up our house so that Alexa can turn the lights off and on. Oh, God, c- cool. Alexa can control the TV for us. But Alexa likes to argue with us. We'll say, Alexa, living room on, and she'll be like, you don't have anything for the living room. <laughs> oh I'm weird. We are I'm like, one
0: generation away from, from uh what was that Disney movie where they were all in just uh Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Wally. Yes, you're a lot of talk. For, for some, some, some
1: weird reason <laughs> uh, you just I made me think included. of batteries not included. Do you remember that movie? I, yes classic it's <laughs> classic it's, future movie but yes. just
0: being to the point that we don't have to move I mean Amazon Prime listen if I told oh. you how much money I spent on Amazon Prime my favorite uh, it's it's so convenient
1: mm-hmm. it really is
0: and the only thing uh, is like some things just aren't worth the price like if you try to get food and stuff it's like mm. it's just a little too expensive I'll go to HEP.
1: it's gonna get affordable though because I just think people aren't gonna go to the stores so mm-hmm. they're gonna have to make it be part of the
0: do when they open package. the gates for alcohol? It's done. If you if I get same day alcohol delivery, it is over.
1: Um, I'm with you. Speaking of, so you were sorry. You were talking about no Irish need apply. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, the what would happen is a lot of um, Irish people would de Irish their name, and so they took the O apostrophe, O apostrophe off O'Hare and made it heart – so I'm Chris Hart now.
1: you got to make the family proud and put it back in there.
0: I would if I didn't already have kids with, yeah, no. with their last name. Well, and I'm not the paying to change all the names. You can rock it <laughs> on Paddy's Day. <laughs> and uh, well, sp- speaking of alcohol, I actually wanted to ask you this question <laughs> I prepared. I was in Ireland a couple years ago. Okay. And h- how long – did you grew up there, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Full, So I'll ask – and you're from Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not stalking your Facebook. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you one or the other. Okay that you feel deserves the title that it has and then you'll know what I'm talking about when I ask. Okay, so, let's go. <clears throat> so Brazenhead or Sean's Bar? Uh Brazenhead. As the yeah. oldest bar in Ireland. And
1: Sean, the guy who works at Sean's Bar is going to kill me for saying that because we do like it's real he close. You want to see this? <laughs> yeah, it's like He's really far away. <laughs> What's his name?
0: I'll I'll mail it to him on Amazon one day.
1: Yeah, I think his name might be Patrick actually, but he uh so it's real close to Tullamore, you can get to Sean's Bar and it's super cool like has a massive big patio, has the sawdust on the ground. It's like leans to the side. But
0: Yeah, the building's about to fall over, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I'm from Dublin. So like going into town, we call it town if you go into the city and like – the Brazen Head is the oldest pub in Dublin. It's like from like eleven
0: ninety eight. Yeah, AD. Yeah.
1: Right. So wow. it's all it's all made up of different rooms. So like you walk in and you and like there's like it's almost like a house. Like there's like a room here, a room here, a room here, and there's different vibes in the different rooms. And they do a sick pint of Guinness. They're right beside the Guinness. Oh, factory. their fish and chips are ridiculous. Oh, and then the Irish coffee.
0: Oh so, so, we, when we went, we were like, okay, th- there's three things you can look at in Europe, right? It's churches, di- bre- breweries or distilleries, and, uh, uh, uh ruin, uh, ba- uh, bars, right? So, we looked up the oldest bars and our castles too, I guess. I'm sorry, I forgot that. There's
1: a few more. Churches, things.
0: castles. Well, I'm just like the, the things that we don't have here, right? Mm-hmm. So, so really, really old establishments that have been, I mean, yeah, hundreds of years old. Beyond Castles, the beginning of America, churches, yeah. right? And we've got we've got like old trailer parks. Like we don't have anything fantastic here. And uh, so we 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 looked up the oldest bars in Ireland and and went to I think the top five, and um, we we went to Brazenhead and it was uh, amazing. You know, twelve hundred AD. That's, I mean, that's almost two thousand. Or mm-hmm. why am I doing that wrong? It's almost a, a little. I don't know. It's no. really old. Yeah, math is hard. Um, <laughs> So it's almost a thousand years old, and uh, we. So
1: what? What was your favorite?
0: I Sean's bar. I liked. We went to Sean's bar first. I know first. why. Sean's was a little bit more. It's much smaller, but it also feels like it's cheating because it's not been a bar the whole time, whereas I think Brazenhead's been a bar the entire time.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it started as like a brewery or something. 900
0: like, AD, by the way. Yeah. So it's a it's a couple hundred. It's a couple. Well, I I knew it from then. I was so amazed by it because it was the first time I walked into a bar. And it was on a Sunday, I think, because there were families there. Grandparents were there. After church, they went to have a pint. And in America, that's perceived as bad parenting. (laughs) But in Ireland, it's like a – we we go to Luby's after church, right? <laughs> and they went, and there was a, a family and the kids. They ordered fish and chips, and the the grandfather had a pie, and I was like, "This is the coolest! I never want to leave this place ever." Like Ireland's is amazing yeah. place.
1: And I think that I I think they're both awesome places, but I think that um the reason that you probably liked Sean's bar more is because like it is in the heart of the countryside, like. That little town at Lone, like, is just yeah. you know, it's just that for me. If if I'm bringing Americans over to Ireland, like, that's the experience I want them to have. I
0: don't necessarily like it more, but it was a bit of a bit more. It felt yeah. more special. Yeah. In the moment, the, it's the, the patio set up and the fireplace at, at Brazenhead. Brazenhead's definitely more visited. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like it's, tourists. Everything's are going worn there. out. I mean, yeah. everything looked amazing. I know this is com- nothing to do with why you're here today. Yeah. But, but I, I had to ask. Sean's bar, and I'm, and it's a debate, you know, because both claim to be the oldest bar in Ireland, and um, yeah, and are they friends? Um, the owners?
1: I don't know because Do um, I, I just separately know them both, but like I know that um, Sean's bar, like. Has been around forever, has went through different hands, but like they all keep it old school. Like there's always the same guy at the bar. You know, they make all their Irish coffees with Tully, like as you're supposed mm-hmm. to. Like they're just a cool, awesome bar. They've got like all the, do you see all the firemen's patches that came I over? I saw America those. And yeah. Stuff? yeah. They just, every wall is a different story in mm-hmm. Sean's bar.
0: And they used to, they used to insulate walls with like hay and stuff. And those walls still have oh, yeah. some like hay and sticks in there. Like to insulate, to insulate the building, it. yeah. So, and the, and she's right. the The ground isn't level; it everything slopes a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh now Brazenhead had an incredible patio experience, and the fireplace was just. I mean, it was a very cozy feel. But it's but geared. Sean's towards... bar felt old. It felt yeah. 900 AD. Yeah, it felt. You know.
1: Which was about pint of Guinness.
0: Um,
1: Did you have Guinness? I don't remember. You're of course,
0: we, all we drank was Guinness. Okay, good, good. And, and we, we visited whiskey. the Guinness. The The Guinness Brewery. I always tell people is like. Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, but for beer. It's Mm. got like seven floors, and each floor is a different adventure. Mm -hmm. And like one floor, there's nothing on it, but then you like walk down a dark hallway, it opens up into a white room, and there's just nothing but smoke. They have these pillars that, that spray aroma aromas of yeah, the beer yeah of the different grains. yeah so this is the malted barley yeah. this is the, so you get like this toasted chocolate and like just all this like it's different so fun. and then He's when you get in. to the top floor they teach you how to pour and we still have the glasses from the trip
1: and then you go up the very top and you got the view of dublin the the uh, 360 degree bar i didn't get that you didn't far go up there? no we stopped you didn't at the there. bar, did you <laughs> we
0: stopped at where they taught us how to pour. I thought oh, that was it. You
1: need to go up one more floor. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, it looks like 60 degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like you can literally just walk around and see like the whole of Dublin.
0: The one thing we didn't visit was distilleries over there, and I'm a huge Irish fan. But historically, Irish is kind of waned a little bit in popularity, right? So mm-hmm. it's like this resurgence. I've always, I've always given crap to Armagnac as being a bit of a boring category or cognac for a long time. Not I know what you're thinking and I know if Terry's watching this, he's he couldn't roll his eyes harder. But for a long time, everything was just straight 80 proof. You know, everyone's sort of Hennessy. There was just not, not a lot of innovation happening and that's changed. There are tons of great Armagnacs out there. I've been preaching the good word of of the the grape whiskey thing for a long time. <laughs> Um, Look,
2: people are really proud of their traditions, and they do it really well. Calm I, down.
0: I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trashing them. I'm just saying, I'm remarking on what we all know to be true, and that there was a decline in popularity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you yeah. guys specifically, have been uh, one of the innovators. You guys have been. Uh, there's been a new expression. You know, the phoenix, which we had last year, was fantastic.
1: Well, you know. Um, the Irish whiskey was once the most popular spirit in the world. Sure. That was about over maybe like 110 years ago. And, and uh, there was a few <laughs> reasons for the decline. So basically, one of them would have been, which is kind of a strange one, you would think it would be positive. But we got our independence from Britain. And what happened as a result was of that was we lost a lot of our distribution channels, channels. So it was a little bit harder to get it out. And then, uh, another reason was, uh, prohibition in the US. You guys were like our biggest fans. So that did not happen. Sorry help. about that.
0: Well, yeah. it really wasn't us guys. It was you guys over here. <laughs> you guys are on. A-
1: and then, um, the third thing was like the, the man who made it, who created the coffee still was, uh, which is like basically a real great piece of technology that helps to distill whiskey, make better whiskey faster, you know? Um, his name was like Aeneas Coffee and he was a tax man. In Ireland. So when he came up with this invention to make whiskey, none of the whiskey makers would take it on because they hated him. He was a tax man. They're sure. like, I'm not doing it. <laughs>
0: well, also, we're all steeped in tradition. Like you said, a lot of people, pride. I mean, just True. look at the Scotch Whiskey Association. They're they're reluctant to to do anything outside the norm until it becomes widely accepted and then they're, then they're on board.
1: Right. Yeah. And the, uh, so the thing was, basically, um, we didn't take on that piece of technology. So we lost out, the Scottish did, the Scot- Scotch became really popular, Irish started to decline, we had like doors closing of distilleries all the time, and what happened was a lot of uh, different brands had to get together, thank God that they did, um, and they became Irish distillers, and everything was distilled out of Middleton and Cork, and all the brands were therefore like kept alive, but of course like their sales were really low, and sure. you know, it was tough, and then the past like 15 years, Irish whiskey has been growing, it's the fastest growing Spirit in the category. So we're back, like, and we're back with a bang. And we're number two in the world, which, like, I actually really like because... Behind Middleton? Uh, behind Jameson.
0: Oh, duh. Yeah,
1: so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i heard that one. Heard of that one? Um yeah, but it's kind of cool because Jameson kind of helped to open the avenues to talk about Irish whiskey, so we're actually kind of happy about that. And then I like being number 2 because it gives us something to compete against. To f- yeah, so, keeps um, you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So um we have come up with uh, lots of different expressions because it's interesting a lot of whiskeys are doing it and we thought we can do it. But the reason that we did it was more like we had to sit back and think and go, why are we going to make a different style? Of our whiskey like what there has to be a story behind it that's what everything is for us it's all about stories it's all about characters um so the one that you've got in front of you now is Tullamore Dew XO or if you want to call it Caribbean rum cask finish which is sure. a bit of a mouthful I call it XO because it's uh aged and extra old rum casks so we the, we didn't just do that for fun you know um hundreds of years ago, or a hundred years ago, um, the Irish, many of the Irish were sent off to the Caribbean to work as slaves under like Cromwell. And then a a bunch of Irish actually went by choice as well to work. So most of us worked on the sugar plantations. And of course, what happened? Families blended together, Irish people stayed on, you know, worked their way into different industries. And like to this day, 25% of Jamaica can claim Irish ancestry. Wow. And like there's Irish last names there, you know. Um there's a community in Montserrat. They call Montserrat the Emer- Emerald Isle. And they have Irish Sounds pubs. Sounds familiar? Yeah, right. They <laughs> they've got they've got Irish pubs, they've got tricolors over the door, like uh, some people are, like, fair-skinned or green-eyed, and, like, they talk with, like, this Caribbean Irish accent. Like, it's so weird. It's on so YouTube. It you weird, have to yeah. look it up, right? Um, and they drink Irish whiskey. So we were like, cool, let's tell that story. Let's give a nod to that, uh, our ancestry and the people who did that before us. So we brought over Demerara rum casks from Guyana in the Caribbean, and then we finished our original Irish whiskey in uh, the barrels for three to four months. Sure. So what results is like an Irish whiskey with a rum nuance. Yeah, really sweet.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you the green, uh, and we didn't get to really talk mm-hmm. about it when we during the first segment because we, you know, we trailed. But uh, I always get a lot of pear, like a ton yeah. of a ton mm-hmm. of like really juicy fresh fruit. Yeah. And uh, it's been a while since I've had a a, a shot of Thule, and it was really really good. So I yeah. it kind of like, you forget how great some things are until you revisit them. And and the rum cask only just makes it a little bit more desserty, like uh, yeah, you know. It's
1: a bit hotter, but um, you know, you got raisins, like some caramel. It's definitely got a little bit more like tropicalness and people. A lot of uh, uh cocktail bartenders are using this in like rum uh cocktails. Base so drinks, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so about the rum for XO and see what happens, which is kind of a cool thing to do on St. Patrick's Day, right? So sure. like make make a rum influenced drink. But if you're if we just go back to the green one you know which is what you're calling it the original this is like our king um there is something that like you should know about this right as like a whiskey expert um it's all about the power of 3 so if you remember 3 you're going to remember everything you need to know about tully basically it's triple blended so it's three three types of whiskey made in ireland malt grain and pot still whiskey They're the only types that are made. We're a triple blend of all three. And then we're triple distilled for smoothness and we're triple matured in three different types of barrels. So we use bourbon that we bring over from Kentucky. And then we have ex-Irish that Irish whiskey has been in prior to. And uh, sherry butts over from Spain. So you're getting a lot of complexity and that's why when you say pear, some people say apple, you know, and then you got vanilla, you've got spice, you've got caramel. Like there's so many elements. Like they say you can get 17 aromas from any whiskey, right? So I find that original you can already – you can pull so many out of. And then as you, you know, finish it in different barrels, it just gets like kind of more interesting and more fun.
0: Sure. I I thoroughly enjoy it.
1: I do like – Um, You were talking about the
2: history of Irish whiskey earlier. I really like the story about why it's part um, malted and unmalted barley.
1: Oh, yeah. So pot still whiskey. Yeah. So pot still whiskey is like um, unique to Ireland, comes back to the tax man again. Mm -hmm. We didn't like him. So um, that was part of the decline of Irish whiskey. You know, we were getting heavily taxed and uh, it was because it was all under English rule. And they were taxing the guys on the malted barley that they were using for the whiskey. So they were like, well, why don't we just throw in some unmalted barley? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) right.
0: Then you can avoid the tax.
1: Yeah, we'll avoid the tax, see what happens. But it actually was like a perfect mistake because it came out to be pot still whiskey, which is now like, you know, our our celebrated type of whiskey that uh, gives like a little bit more of a spice and a creamy mouthfeel, like oilier, sits in your mouth a little bit longer. Pot still for me would be like one of my favorite elements, like one of my favorite Irish whiskies. So we definitely have a heavy pot still element, and I think it comes through.
0: I think it's delicious.
1: So just what drinking now? What
0: what part of um are you, are you over the all of the us?
1: I'm the West, so I'm I'm based out of LA, but uh, I kind of just i'm vis- always visiting
0: yeah you said it did earlier. you look at no 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 you oh, said yeah. it earlier, you said <laughs> oh, it earlier. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah you said the scooter thing and so i just guessed oh yeah there you go <laughs> definitely did not look up your address on zillow
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so santa monica i don't know how i ended up in california but it was like it was great like sure. i i came over it's and a I, popular area yeah but not really for irish a lot of English would have um, went over to Santa Monica. A lot of the Irish stay on the East Coast. Well, I
0: meant for whiskey. There's, there's a, you know, seven. I think it's seven grand. I think is out there. There's a couple oh, yeah, of yeah. like really yeah. great like whiskey. Pl- and plus KNL is killing it right now uh, with a little bit more care behind what the, what they stock. Like they were bringing in Lincoln Tata picks, you know, that aren't that beautiful Armagnac. Freaking years ago. Um, it, it just seems to be like a really nice. The West Coast, even in Seattle. I mean, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. Cannon um that place in Seattle is just fantastic I love
1: that place
0: There's uh there just seems to be like you guys were up ahead of the curve when it comes to like this awakening of, of whiskey enthusiasm besides yeah. Kentucky I mean Kentucky gets all the credit but New York uh California Seattle Portland, too. Portland
1: Yeah so it like I mean Tullamore's been around since 1829 but it really always has been an export whiskey and it's uh you know it's been coming to America since I don't know what day but I assume around then like it's been out here, so it's been around. But of course, the ambassador program we kind of want to make sure that we can spend our time in the right places. So I um I cover the West, but like my priorities would be California and Texas, which I'm super stoked about because sure. I live in Texas. Yeah, it's and a, great
0: place, a little hot, but it's, it's yeah,
1: a great place. yeah. Actually, I haven't been here in the summer yet. Everyone tells me it's gonna Give it be crazy. A week. Well, have you been to Tales of the Cocktail? No. Okay.
2: I hear. Carry on. I hear. I hear you should go. No, see. But I'm just trying to say, like that that New Orleans style weather in July when Tales is going on is not too far from just what like Houston's like saturated is. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: As soon as you walk out of the house, you, you didn't just know, know it's naturally, But 200 percent
0: humidity <laughs> is possible in New Orleans. And Texas.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I am excited for tails. Everywhere um, has AC. It's fine.
0: Are you like? Are you uh, pulling an hour dice and you're gone like f- five countries in five weeks? Are you all over the, the states? All over the states. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Like I last Thursday, Friday, I was in San Jose, went to San Diego. Monday, I was in Austin, Tuesday in San Antonio, today in Houston and last night in Houston and tomorrow I'm in Dallas.
0: Wow. <laughs> for uh for international women's day yes for yeah, international
1: um. women's day oh i have a little toast for women's day you need some whiskey we, sure uh,
0: pour the yeah. next one sure um well let's nope. let's save that what well so wait what are you what are your plans with the chartreuse and uh,
1: uh nothing i just i brought them to give to you
0: oh that's awesome because do you remember the, the first time i ever had chartreuse was with danielle <laughs> oh no uh, i'm not, thought, not doing the challenge what she no. told me was uh what's the challenge the chartreuse yeah, challenge yeah, yeah so we were at uh hearsay for a Balvenie dinner and she was like, uh just leave it in your mouth. It's called the chartreuse challenge. It's and a it, it gets it gets I've never heard of this. Well, so briefly. you don't
2: put a full shot. It's like, you know, a half ounce, maybe three quarters ounce, and you just hold it in your mouth as long as you can. But um us Texans are quite competitive and we like to win. It doesn't matter what
0: it is. Do you know is. the do you know the salt ice challenge?
1: Uh no.
0: So salt makes ice colder, but mm. it makes it melt. So there's a challenge that stupid high school kids do where they hold a of ice, a bunch of salt and you hold it as long as you can and it, it's really bad because it burns your skin.
1: How long have you held it?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't, this is high <laughs> school. Uh, the chartreuse thing when I when I teach people how to drink whiskey, I normally tell them to bring a little bit into their mouth, keep it in the very tip of their mouth until the numb kind of tails off. But with chartreuse, for some reason, it gets hot it gets harder to keep in your mouth. Whiskey tends to numb your mouth a little bit, but it gets it becomes like almost impossible Spicy to keep it chartreuse in your mouth. It's and really so intense.
2: At the end of this, your mouth and your gums and everything is like you can't taste anything else. They feel very raw. Um it is it is... What? I don't
1: know anything about this. It's yeah funny. I only getting. had... Uh, so, like, I only had these two. Like, I had uh, sweet vermouth and chartreuse because I was making a tipperary, like, earlier on. And then I have to now go to Dallas. So I was like, oh, maybe he'll want them. We can make oh, a Oh, sure. I'm a,
0: I, first of all, I've never had a tipperary. I've never made anything with vermouth. I'm usually a neat guy. Okay. Uh, hence the name. The yeah. Cheesy name. Yeah. Uh, but... I'm a Chartreuse fan for sure. <laughs> uh, of,
1: just because of that. Well,
0: I, I bought a bottle after I drank it with Danielle and I brought it home to my wife. And my wife's always been uh, enthralled by the history of, of spirits, right? So there's a ton of history behind Chartreuse. And yeah. so we have a bottle and we have the same bottle that I bought like two years ago. <laughs> and and we take a couple pours a year out of it. We share it when we introduce people to it and we do this, oh, we do the same thing. Oh, we, really? I gave it to my mother-in-law and she was like, I don't think I like this. <laughs> So so the uh, funnest
2: part about the challenge is to get other people to do it and then you just step back and be the judge and not actually competing.
0: Sure. Well, <laughs> Does it
2: burn I, your mouth
1: like for the rest of the day?
0: No, no, it's well it depends. I guess it depends on how long you keep in your mouth. But I just ordered it to try it and she walked up and she's like, Oh, chartreuse, are you gonna do the chartreuse challenge? And I was like, well, I oh, listen. Yeah. I just ordered it to try it, and she's like, "Well, just leave it in your mouth and see how long you can handle it." How long? It was, I don't remember. It was miserable. It was it was miserable. It was the longest yeah. five
2: seconds
1: of his life. It was the longest. I definitely <laughs> have to do this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: There's a restaurant, a, a bar, a restaurant, a venue. There's a place here in Houston. Um, it's been around for about thirty years, called this the Mucky is fantastic, Duck.
0: Fantastic, by the way.
2: Have you heard of the Mucky Duck? Yes. So the Mucky Duck has a drink that they've been making with this product. And um, I'm going to say something. All my cocktail nerd friends are going to get mad at me. But they take this, an Aperol, and some orange bitters, and they shake it. Yes, there's no juice in it. And they shake it. Shut up. It's delicious. (laughs) Um,
0: Shaking is is only for juice? Yeah. I never knew that. Um, I guess that makes sense for my gimlet. Okay. Yeah, All traditionally,
2: right, if there's no juice, you would stir and then you would shake it. There's juice.
0: But Learn something new every day.
2: There's there's no juice in this. It's literally this, some Aperol, orange bitters, shake it, put it in a, they put it in a Nicanor in a glass, which is beautiful. And the cocktail is so good and so simple.
1: I love that. I'm like going to go try that when we go there later. <laughs> this is
0: absolutely delicious. It, it, it reminds me uh, for the, I know people have heard me talk about copper and kings a lot i'm a huge brandy fan it's got this uh It's hard. It's hard to put into words. Yeah, it's 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 genuinely fantastic. I I thoroughly enjoy this.
1: Yeah, it's very very easy to drink neat. I mean, it's great for someone who also like you know isn't very well versed in whiskey and maybe it's their you know this would be the perfect first try of whiskey in my opinion because it's so soft, it's so mellow, it's so friendly. Um, I think that anybody who has never had whiskey before that's the perfect one. Um, but yeah, it is just our original finished in apple cask. So like. We're we're super proud of it. It's seasonal, so it only comes out when the apples are ripe. Um, so we have, like, a batch of it every year that comes over to America. And when it's gone, it's gone until the next batch comes in. So you mightn't see it on every shelf, but I'm sure we've got it around Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um,
2: Boilermakers with this, with a cider. It's good. It's really good. And I think St. Arnold's just released a cider. Is it St. Arnold's? I don't know. a local houston place just released their first cider Their first cider, oh, nice. and um, i don't know of anyone else producing cider in houston not in houston and um, to the best of my knowledge but um austin has several but yeah so this was like a uh, paired with a cider
1: yeah like a dry cider yeah absolutely because it's kind of sweet and then it, it with a dry cider be really nice and refreshing but yeah it's great neat it's great for cocktails it's cool to have fun with i like it
0: so i i, I- I have another follow-up question, Go ahead. and uh, I think we missed an opportunity early to discuss something about that coffee still thing that you mentioned. Okay. Um, so uh, you mentioned Guinness, right? You gotta have a Guinness. Logger side, if you had to choose a logger, what would it be?
1: Um. From Ireland. I from Ireland.
0: Well, well, I'm sorry. What's the most? What would you say is the preferred lager in Ireland?
1: Uh, the preferred Coors Light.
0: Coors really? Light's I prefer. I'm not joking. Really? No way. Yeah. So I was gonna say tenants. I, I I like when I when we went yeah. m- when we went we. Enjoyed. I mean, like
1: we have like I mean, yeah, we, we have Scotland some and... great lagers that are made in Ireland, but like everybody in Ireland is drinking Coors Light.
0: Isn't? I'm not joking. I didn't know that. That's really.
1: Did you not see it in every bar you go in? They've got like the cold, you know, the like chilled. If
0: we saw anything that was American, I'll tell you where we made a mistake. So when we first got to Ireland, it was the first stop before we went to Scotland. I made the mistake of finding what I thought was American candy, mm-hmm. and I went and ordered. I found oh, they have Starburst. I love Starburst, not oh. chocolate. Ever chocolates, man. I don't get chocolate as much as I get in Ireland. Candy, candy, right? So I I saw Starburst. I bought a uh, and they had them in like bars this long. I was like, oh man, this is like a sugar nose's dream. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking American flavors. Yeah. No. Yeah, there are European flavors of Starburst, and they're garbage. I didn't know what black currant was, and so I popped what I thought was a grape Starburst in my mouth, and black currant? No, it's like no, a, no, it's so, a, no, it's a tea. Yeah.
1: This is like actually something well, really. A berry.
0: Oh, currant's a berry. Yeah, yeah. I was like black currant. It's tea flavored nope. Starburst. This is the most European <laughs> BS I've seen. I was,
1: <laughs> black currant is yeah one of like a main flavor it's a for berry. us. It's so like, a lot of cocktails, there's a lot of um, liqueurs. yeah yeah we got like black like ribena you heard of ribena
0: no no and see the thing is there's nothing inherently wrong with it but when you're expecting american flavors i'm like
1: this is real sorely
0: i I thought this little brown cake thing was a brownie no this
1: face what is this face what is it it? blood pudding oh oh my god we're
0: having breakfast in ireland and i pop what i thought was a brownie i was like they they have brownies for breakfast and i i bite into it and it's a it's, it's a black pudding, black pudding. It's, it's a, it's a muffin yeah. made with pig's blood. I know. What and it I is. was so, I was so mad. I was like, I, I was so mad. I was like, what's the nearest flight back to Houston? <laughs>
2: <Then> <laughs> when I, sorry, go on. That reminds me, we had some executives in town from um, the UK, Back in September. And this guy, when I say guy, I mean gentleman who is of my father's age, was telling me this story about how when he went to school, there was some French kids at his school when he was like in grade school. And in UK, they drink, eat, is it Vegemite? Oh yeah, vegemite, yeah, vegemite, yeah. and like on like toast with butter or something sure, like that. Sure, sure. But that's f- a real Australian but thing. But the it's a oh, the real finished, Australian thing. Yeah, the other one. Sorry. Oh, uh, marmite.
1: Mar- yeah, that one. So that's what he was eating. What's but- the
0: difference? They both taste like crap.
1: <laughs> uh, they're both like they both look like the same like uh like a jar. M- yeah. But like Our version uh, of that's called, called Nutella, Nutella, and it's that's heaven. Okay, oh, I love on. Nutella. So the
2: French kid liked the same thing, but with Nutella, and he would bring his own Nutella jars. And um, this other gentleman thought it would be fun to prank him one day. I'm a and big fan it, of, of pranks. pranks. Yeah. Um, Have you see my wife's huge? videos? I mean, you see what I've done to Terry on April Fool's Days before. <laughs> um, big fan. So anyways... They, he he didn't switch out the jars. They made it for him so he would feel welcome, like welcome to our he school. Made the sandwich and made it for him. And he's like, "We know you really like Nutella, so we wanted you to come and feel welcome at our table. Here's some hospitality." Mm-hmm. And then watched him take a big old bite, expecting Nutella, and it was whatever this other thing is. And he was, might. he was like scarred for life. Oh really. my gosh, <laughs> was they're horrible. still like really good friends. They talk about it. It wasn't like mean spirited, but it
0: was. I, I'm not picky. I just I think when you have what you think is normal expectation and then it, it kind of catches. It's like when you get into the shower expecting hot water and it's ice cold. It's just a it's just the a worst. shock, you know? Well, see,
1: I come from the opposite angle of, to that because so when I was growing up, I used to come to America like in the summer times and stuff because I have some uncles who like moved here in the 80s and still here. So there's some flavors here that do not exist in Ireland. So like jalapenos, like cherry. Oh, oh really? really? Like I'm thinking like we're talking candy, right? Sure. Cherry doesn't exist in Ireland. Grape doesn't exist. Really. Watermelon doesn't uh, exist. Listen,
0: watermelon airheads, bro. <laughs>
1: Don't exist. So I would come to America, and I would get um, what do you call what do you call those hard sweets? Now and Laters? No. Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers, right? And like the blue one and like all those mad like colors that like, because those flavors, like I had never tasted them. Like I tasted like real cherries, like, but I'm talking about like the candy flavor. Right. Yeah. I love them. But now that I live here, I'm I'm, like, I grew up, I'm like, shit, like I wish that there was like Irish chocolate and Irish sweets, you know, because those flavors are so like artificial mm-hmm. but as a kid like my mouth would be blue you know yeah. what i mean like my teeth or,
0: yeah oh. raspberry flavored I, I love now and laters because of the the, the texture yeah, it's, it's all, the hard mm-hmm. you know and I, I made the mistake recently like i have i have kids i should know better uh of eating a bunch of grape ones before a meeting i had and so my mouth and teeth were purple and i didn't I felt so stupid. Like, why didn't I, I? I work long hours, so I guess I might have just been like a, a, a lapse of judgment. But I walk into this meeting to to discuss. Uh, I work in aviation for a day job, and uh, I just have a purple mouth like a four year old. Just, just, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I apologize. I, it, it, just, you, you it lapses. You know, your memory lapse, but. Um,
2: that cotton candy, the blue yeah. one, that like just
1: permanently. Sneezed. Oh yeah, none of that yeah. is in Ireland. We have like quite plain flavors like strawberry, lemon, black lime, blackcurrant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the Irish culture. So nice. I'm not bashing on it, but it just it it, it was such a, a scarring. Dude, not only was that scarring, but just trying to get out of the airport when you've never driven on the wrong, the different side of the road. Oh. <laughs> I I had almost a. I'm 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 great under pressure, but in that I had to pull over at five o'clock in the morning just trying to get my bearings Berings. of like how did how do you get on a highway when you get on the other way right you know did you drive stick <clears throat> I love driving stick okay is and that like drove a texas
1: stick? thing because most uh, uh, other americans like don't drive stick and everybody I would talk to in texas I've always, i think it might be a generational thing too correct
0: well oh. i'm i'm 31 yes, i just same. look like older Same. Hell. yeah um but yeah, yeah my so, first car was a stick I, I think i think it's a good mentality that you should teach kids to you should teach them 100% how to drive on
1: Hundred percent. And in Scotland, they'll never forget. No, mm.
0: they'll never forget. Even to this day, uh, and I, th- I think it teaches them better, especially with with dealing with. Before cell phones you had sticks and you had to learn to multitask. Yeah. I, I think just teaching them to be more aware, to be more conscious to have all these moving parts. You
1: can't have something in your hand when you're driving sticks. That's correct. Right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like you got to be focused. And I think as well like it's just like a skill cuz I've been able I've traveled around the world and my boyfriend's American can't drive stick. Every place that we went to, I've had to drive. I drove from South, from like Cape Town in South Africa up to Durban like in a little Why you've been th- everywhere? Oh, yeah, like in a little Datsun, driving stick, going over past these like big trucks and everything. And of course, he's like passenger driver is like, come on, put the foot down. Go like <laughs> skip, the, skip the truck and everything. And I'm like, you need to sit back and show up because you can't even drive stick. Yeah. Like National <laughs> Women's Day. I yeah, I'm about to say International Women's yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it's a life skill. Very important.
2: My first car was a pickup truck. That was a, a clutch, but it also... Did, Single
0: cab? That, that It was a
2: king cab. Oh, wow. So it was when... it's It was Datsun, but it was when Datsun and Nissan were like merging or buying each other. I don't remember, but it said both names on it on the back. Oh, weird. And this was also when your passenger side mirror was um, optional, so it didn't have one. And then, and mind you, this was like, it was my aunt's first car and it was gifted to me
1: later. I'm so and confused. Like, it was optional, very optional, optional mirror. Your,
2: your side mirror on your driver's side was required, but on the passenger side, it was optional. And also the steering wheel. Like seatbelts yeah this one didn't remember those days, um but the steering wheel was not powered steering, and so it was a real tough I real big,
0: big steering wheel
2: a little sixteen year old <laughs> like sure Cheryl trying to uh turn the wheel I, like the clutch was not easy that having to like basically turn around backwards to see something out of my uh right hand side was not easy, but that steering wheel man, I was like
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> it was a challenge,
1: but I bet but, that made you like an awesome driver.
0: You would think I can uh, drive my wife thinks though. I'm a bad driver, but I think I'm a pretty aware driver. I yeah, th- I think I'm really, um, I th- I think I've got a good grasp on it. When we go on road trips or something, I like to drive. I don't I don't like other Me people. Me too. To drive, yeah. yeah. I just there's something about it.
1: It's also about being in the passenger seat and feeling sick. It's a
0: little bit more stressful in yeah. the passenger side, and th- and you also there's like nothing for you to do. Yeah. Right. So there's it, it, when you're so used to being behind the wheel, and you're in the passenger side seat, it, it just doesn't jive like something feels off
1: it's not for me I am the road trip driver but sometimes you know it'd be nice to like take a break and that's why it was frustrating to be the only person who could drive stick and I usually am have you
0: thought about teaching him how long have you been together
1: Five years. So we literally got a -a rent-a-car in Africa. And I was like, and it was a nice one. I waited till we got rid of the Datsun. We got another one. And I was like, okay, we sat in the car. He's a great driver, like, of automatic. Like, he can reverse into any spot. Like, I'm always, like, super impressed with, like, all the stuff that he can do. But I'm like, we sat down. And I go, okay, foot on the clutch, foot on the brake. I was like, okay, now you're going to go into first. And I was like, do do, you know. And And then he goes, he does it again. He literally turns off the car, gets out of the car, he goes, I'm not doing it. Too much,
0: too much anxiety
1: <laughs> I was like what like do you know how many times I cut out before I could drive do you know how many times I cut out on a hill yeah and had to take off with the, you know like as it rolls backwards mm-hmm. yeah when you're a learner as well and everyone's like beeping at you oof I don't know anything about driving on a hill, though, because we live in Texas. <laughs> oh, in Ireland, there's this one hill in my town, right? It's like this, if you're a learner driver, you never go this way. But if you've made the mistake of going, you have to follow through, right? Sure. So you're at it, and it's like, it's really, really, like, uh, vertical. So you're sitting there, and you're kind of, like, waiting. We also are turning right, so you have to wait for the two sides, you know, it's tricky, right? So you're sitting there waiting for all the cars to go and then you gotta go into first and then you gotta like ram the accelerator, you know, to try and get up there. That hill, it was like, when I would find myself there, like I would start to sweat. You know, because sometimes it's just, you just took the wrong way and you're like, why did I come this way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, like, Panic. now I know how to drive, but, you know, how to drive stick. I'll, I'll never forget. I can get into any car, truck, pickup truck if you're in sure. Texas. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, ha- I haven't learned double stick yet, but there's, you know, big trucks, uh, 18 wheelers, they use like two sticks.
1: Yeah, I
2: don't know. I do don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: I haven't learned anything. Above and beyond that, but no, um, just, but just I'm a huge yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of that, and then of course paddle shifting is a little fun if you've ever gotten to do that. Um, I've never done that. W- where you shift via yeah. paddle, yeah.
2: I've seen it, but I've never done it. Pour <laughs> it out,
1: yay!
0: <laughs> so single malt. I did. Walk me th- for those who yeah. don't know.
1: So obviously everything that I've said Wait, is first. that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh Tullamore is a triple blended, triple still, triple matured, but we do have two varieties in the range that are single malts, okay? So they kind of don't fit into that box, um, and that's our 14-year and our 18-year. So our 18-year is pretty much the highest on, that would be on the shelf for Tully, and that's why I brought it for you. Um, obviously, Yay. yeah, it's made with um, 100% Irish barley. It's
0: got a great nose on it.
1: Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, 18 years means that the youngest liquor in the bottle or the, the youngest liquid in the bottle is 18. So this could be anything up to 25 years of liquid in here. Um and it grows up in bourbon barrels, but then we finish it in bourbon, port, sherry, and Madeira. So what you'll get is, like, a lot of dried fruits.
0: I was about to say there's a lot of dried fruits. A lot yeah. Of, I call them Christmas flavors. I love those, like... It's
1: such a Christmas whiskey. Yeah. 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 It really is. Yeah. And, like, it's a single malt, so it's still... To me, it still tastes like Tullamore, mm. um, but it's it's a single malt, so it's different. It's not the triple blend.
0: That is fantastic. That
2: is fantastic. So I tasted a – I had a sommelier taste this once, and he told me that, you know, when you make a fruit salad and that fruit starts to ferment just a little bit and it's like 10 times better than it wasn't, that's what – that flavor
0: is – Like day-old pizza?
1: Yeah, like day-old pizza. (laughs) Is a little better than – And the cold one, too. Or day-old spaghetti I mean, I'm going to take that to my tastings. This tastes like day-old pizza.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But can you say anything with an American accent?
1: Yeah, I totally can.
0: <laughs> still, I love there's
1: America. A, there's
0: still a little Irish in there, but if Is you, there? if you could say this, this smells like day old pizza in an American accent, I think it'd be hilarious. Can we get you to
1: say y'all? Oh, I I have been saying y'all, and I've been putting y'all on my emails, and like because I because we say in Ireland we say yiz, right? That's what you say for like multiple people. Yeah, right? like
0: like plural of use. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's
1: like, um, <laughs> you know, are you, Do you like your whiskey? You know, sure. but you say y'all, and like it's really hard to spell yiz on an email because like it's how it's, is it spelled? It's spelled like yes,
0: but with two s's. No. Just yes No, it's
1: literally Uses? like YES, right? If I want to say y- Yiz, it'd be YES. So I've been like substituting it for y'all. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I'm like, and they're like, oh, you already sound like you're from Texas. And I'm like, well, I want to move to Texas. So I,
0: I, most people <laughs> I know that are, well, most, most people I know that have the Texas accent are men. Right. Uh, we did a show yesterday with uh, Pinhook and Daryl Bowman. Sounds like Daryl Bowen. Like he sounds like he's got a ranch. <laughs> right, a, right, right. And when we got oh, outside, he's sit. He's he's got this freaking jacked up truck that could fit a couple of head of cattle. You know, like right, he, right, right. Very. And he wore platinum. <laughs> but most most people in Houston, I don't think have Texas accents. I've never really. It
2: comes out the more whiskey. That's with me that's or cool with, with me. Uh,
0: you don't to, me, to me, I don't. Oh, you I too.
2: More I drink, but more I'm like, I I have drink. Aren't you an
0: Aggie or something?
2: No. No, where'd
0: you go? You, Oh, uh, they're the same thing. Ooh, fighting words. Burn.
2: I mean, my granddad had a a horse ranch, and my dad lives three and a half hours to the east. And then I went to Texas Tech, so there's that.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I the more I drink, the more my accent comes out, too. Like, when I first moved over here, a lot of people couldn't understand me. Not because I have, like, a super thick accent, but I think I talk fast. And so... Um, have you met I'm... Elise Blegman? <laughs> <laughs> what? Say it again?
0: Uh, nothing. Um, Elise... <laughs> there's, a,
1: there's another female whiskey...
2: Um...
0: Regional manager named Elise Plugman. She sponsors... They're McAllen. And, okay. and she's fantastic. And... Uh, she's one talked,
2: of our closest friends she's amazing
0: she she's amazing and she talks we talks a thousand miles a she, minute. she talks fast and uh Which I've never noticed. And we, we joked Seems about fun. it recently and uh she's fantastic but that's you, you talk about you don't talk fast compared to to some other people i know no is, like joke was, well yeah
1: because i i waitressed and bartended and worked in corporate situations where like i was consistently repeating myself because everybody just said what 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 <laughs> you know and i was like Say it again, say it again. So I've I've tried – I try to, like, stretch my words, you know, and, like, make people understand what I'm saying and, like, try to not lose my accent. But the more that I have to drink, and especially when I'm with Irish people, the the thicker it gets. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden people – like, my American friends are, like, lost in the conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a a couple of, like, really famous Irish videos of you can't understand a lick of, like, real – uh, well, you wouldn't say I mean, the country, right? But you wouldn't say Southern Ireland, you would say, well, what, what's the term for when you guys refer to people who are like country, the real thick country accent? You know what I mean?
1: I say boggers,
0: Buggers? boggers, 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 because they live that near does. the bog. Okay,
1: yeah, cold cheese as well.
0: Colchie, and, and, he, and here we'd call him like, <laughs> in, we'd call him like a real Southern accent is what we'd say, you know, oh, like we, Paula we, Dean. I'd be I be like, oh, it's me, Paula Dean, oh, just yeah. like that real Southern. But if they get talking fast enough, you're like, I don't quite follow what you're saying, you know.
1: Well, like I mean, this is like a like a funny term. It's not like an insult, but like anybody who's from the country, I'll be like, yeah, he's a bleeding bogger. Like
0: yeah, you yeah. can hear or him talk. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: like you know, and hillbilly comes from. um from the Irish kind of right because they all really yeah because it used to be like all the Irish moved over to America and they moved into like the hills and the sticks because they like you know went where they could like you know either farm or like I I don't have my history right correctly but like apparently they would all call it would be like William or whatever and then they called each other Bill and then it was the hillbillies oh Oh. so our version of the hill well I'm not gonna I'm actually not gonna talk about our version is
0: it, (laughs) it vulgar
1: no, no, it's not bogger. The boggers... No, so <laughs> is it I vulgar?
0: I mean, like, is it is it inappropriate? Is it like... Uh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Is it, it, is, it, oh it oh no, no, is it
0: Irish cussing? Is it...
1: Yeah, kind it's of. A little
0: bit, yeah? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just going to keep it polite. This is a family show. Yeah, but like... But the boggers and the colchies, they know who they are. They might deny it. And they'll call me a townie or whatever they want to call me a dub and they'll have some insults for A dub? Me.
0: That's a term for... A du- person from, from Dublin, Dublin yeah. yeah.
1: Anybody who's from Dublin, like... Is everybody else in the country is insulting them, but everybody in Dublin is insulting everybody else in sure. the country. That's just how we do <laughs> things. Dublin's the New
0: York of, uh, <laughs> or the LA of, of, of Ireland. Yeah,
1: but of course, like, my family's from Donegal and everything. Like, I love all my counties of Ireland. I love Tullamore. I love, like, going to Galway, down to Cork, like, everything. But, like, it doesn't mean if you're from there, I'm not going to slag you.
0: Right, of course. I think I followed that. I think that means uh, for those listening, uh, just because you're from there doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of you.
1: Yes, correct. <laughs> that, that
2: translates over here. Like my my nephew, who is now 19. If you're watching this, you can't drink this whiskey yet. Um, he grew up. He grew up like outside of Katy, 20 minutes outside of Katy, and he's always like, I hate going to the city. You,
0: the city, yeah, the city, it's ridiculous. Uh, and
2: then he was complaining the other day that, um, he doesn't like, he's now moved a little bit closer in, except for he lives in Magnolia, which is still
0: pretty outside the pretty city, pretty
2: outside the city. And he's like, it's so much traffic, and I just don't like living in the city. I was like, I live downtown. Houston. Has you, have
0: you ever mm-hmm. been on 610 by NRG? Or I don't think he's Gallo- ever. Or this no. area of town is freaking a nightmare. I don't know, what age
2: is He's, driven,
1: he's 19. Oh, okay, so when he's 21, he's probably going to move to the city and he'll have a whole different perspective. What's the drinking <laughs> age oh. in Ireland? 18.
0: Ooh. Which means that he's
1: we you know, we're, we kind of start earlier and we start going out and getting into the clubs. Like, if you guys like, the get getting
0: clubs? A, Are there clubs in Ireland?
1: Oh my god! It's all nightclubs. Really? Have you been to Coppers? Like
0: unt, unt, shut unt, up! Unt, unt, like that kind of. Yeah. Kinda, really? Oh yeah,
1: we're mad into rave music.
0: I I'm just, I'm uh, not joking. My mind's blown right now.
1: Yeah. So like, <laughs> there's there's like a music Drawing like kilt. trajectory of Ireland. So like, you start off like, and you're like miss like pop girls, Spice Girls. but well, this is my story, right? So I'm pop pop, and then like I got. Dude, I
0: was Baby Spice all the way. So. I'm, oh, me didn't waiting, they just yeah. get back
1: together? I think they, so. They, they did
0: some sort of tour or something. I don't know, but that Jerry Halliwell is a traitor. But go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, like, when you get to, like, 11 to, like, 15, like, you're all about the rave songs. Like, we used to, like, I remember, remember when you had ringtones? Yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. You remember ringbacks? Like, you would call instead oh, call of a call me. Song? Oh, my We'd gosh. We called them call me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I didn't have any credit. Is that what you're talking about? No, yeah. no, no.
0: Where you would call and instead of hearing a ring sound, like if I call you, it says
1: ring, ring. Yeah. No, it
0: would be music.
1: <laughs> I didn't so, have that.
0: Yeah. So when I called you, instead of uh, like- It was
1: like my tone. It was uh, it was yeah. your
0: own music. So you have ringtones that like when someone calls you, everyone can hear my ringtone. Or when I call you inside the phone, I could hear a I'm music. I'm just going to
1: tell you that never made it to Ireland and it needs that.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. If that came it's to Ireland, it
1: would go viral. So, like,
0: so you went from from
1: from pop uh, to like dance music, right? And there's like you know a type of dance in, in an right? Backstreet Boys are in sync. Um, in uh, sync, and then we had another one. Thank we you for had- coming on the show. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: team Justin uh, Timberlake all the way. Uh, first
0: of all, Justin Timberlake is a national treasure, yeah. <laughs> and, and what he is now is so much better than he's ever been. Like he's hilarious. He's amazing. Yeah, I'm a Triple huge frat. yeah, yeah. But
1: but he was great. As but NSYNC was garbage
0: too. compared to Backstreet. Backstreet's back. All right.
1: But I think that Backstreet Boys was like popular like two years before <laughs> I was ready. Like if you say you're 31, right? I'm 28.
0: No. Oh, wow. <laughs> what?
2: He's not 31. I am 31. Sure.
0: Do you really think I'm super old in that? Or He's super 75. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Doesn't he look great for his age? No, but you no, know, I like look my horrible s- for my, my age. My sister liked <laughs> My, like, Street Boys. Oh, and my then, God, ladies I, and gentlemen, I am older oh no, than this are, man.
0: Those are, you're older than, you're older than me? I'm older than you. Yeah, but these are also, I look like a pedophile in these photos. Well, I
2: wasn't going to show your pictures. Kids ago.
0: <laughs> they're not great photos. But look, that's the most Texas thing you've seen, right? A concealed handgun license.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you have, yeah, this is weird.
0: <laughs> they're not, they're not great weird. photos. I've never seen them before. But, uh, but I'm not carrying a gun, just for the record. Are you sure? Well, it's in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that's like weird. We had um, the the brand ambassador from uh, Lecheg and uh, Tobermory and Bunaaben, uh, Andrew Rayburn. He was here a few weeks ago, and okay. he had never been to Texas before. And the guy his local market manager took him to a gun range. He said it was very jarring. He was very totally. Oh, I've ahead. been to the
1: gun range. I've been in America for eight years. Like I've been shooting. So <laughs> been you shooting.
0: you're a little bit used to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm from California, so not really, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we went.
2: I mean, there's like wild, wild west out there still. Wait,
0: what? So, so wait, wait. the wild west. Before we get too Outside far off, City? I want to hear more about your music experience. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, We have like three so, minutes left, and okay, I need cool. to know what happened. So
1: so pop, right? And then I went to like the rave music, right? And then I went on like a rock vibe. So like I was super into like Nirvana, Creed, and yeah, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, like Queens of yeah, Stone Age is great. What um what's the what's the
0: Breaking Benjamin? Are you a fan of Breaking? What about Brand New? No, I don't know them. No. Oh
1: man. Yeah, I guess I only got like the hits, like the like the big big players. You know, sure. what's the ones? What's the two guys who do? Um, this Hall is the greatest song. <laughs> what's the greatest song in the world? Oh,
0: Tenacious D. Yeah, Tenacious yeah, D. Yeah. My yeah, mom. took I that. saw them live in Austin. They're amazing. <laughs> my mom super took... out of shape. They're gonna die in like six months. Oh, oh God. But they're amazing. They looked really bad.
1: They mm. so I got the album and my mom took it off me when she heard it. Oh, like, it was rough. Yeah. yeah, and then we went into like our rap stage Push-ups? and then. <laughs> And then we, and then we went into our rap stage, and then we come out, and we're like, just like uh, I'm like, like I, I'd say I have the most broadest like uh, variety of music interests. Sure. Like I'm now. And I think
0: you should. I think that's a good sign of a of a healthy American <laughs> is, is like a, a range of like I I love 80s music. I'm a big fan of like uh, even older stuff. Hall and Oates. Uh, uh, everyone's gotta love ACDC, or you're uh, you're against God himself. I don't like them, but uh, but but '90s music, right? I mean, like y- if you don't like at least a few of Matchbox Twenty songs or Pro Jam, who are you? Who are you? You're a monster. <laughs> and um, I have to
1: say, like since I moved to America, I've fallen in love with country music, oof. but in the funnest way, like like, like straight country, like, like like I Garth like Garth I only like, 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 like the stuff. cheesy country, yeah. Like um, strawberry like, w-
0: strawberry wine still like. <gasps> Makes me want to cry a little bit.
1: Oh, Don't no. Take the Girl
0: is like my Waffle House jam. If it's 3 a.m. <laughs> and we're at a Waffle House having chopped, topped, and covered hash browns, I'm playing Don't Take the Girl. I think you like
1: the, uh, what's it called? Like I Florida, like Florida. Florida. oh, you like the no, no stuff. No, I, no, no. Like, I like, like, of, like I'm gonna buy me a boat. You know that one?
0: And my girlfriend dumped me and my yeah, dog's Yeah, and like, my and truck
1: and all that. And then like, Have you
0: heard of Wheeler Walker Jr.?
1: No, do I need to know him?
0: Okay, you seem like someone who says cuss words... On a non-professional level, yes, in like your daily life.
1: Yeah, I've been they're... told that I have I have a vulgar mouth.
0: Okay, <laughs> you're gonna love Wheeler Walker Jr. Uh, he wrote uh, a country album, uh, but but saying all the stuff that country's never never been allowed to say. And one of his most favorite songs, uh, the most popular song, is called. Bear with me for those listening. Oh, okay. And it's about a, it's oh, I might a bre- like that. It's a breakup song.
1: Oh, it, yeah, are you yeah. saying like
2: Willy Wonka like no, in the chocolate factory? Uh
0: Wheeler Walker Jr. Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. so his, his songs are all horrible. Very <laughs> offensive songs. Sounds lovely. But
1: it's like the M M&M M
0: of of country. But more vulgar. Yeah. More. Yeah. So but but in particular know, possible? He, he, he gained notoriety for this song that I have listed here. It's three words. Yeah. And it's a breakup song. And he's and he's saying all the things you want to say to your ex, right? Right. But in a country song and he made album like I don't know if they made album of the year, but he made he he was at the top of the charts for like eighteen months. Because he wrote the song. I'm like, Dude, saying all the things you want to say to your ex.
2: Yeah. We'll find it on Spotify and listen to it. Oh, yeah. We'll do it the
0: next time. <laughs> not all of his songs are, are worth listening to, but there's a couple that particular of just one. Like, there's, a, there's a few that are just like gems. And
1: that's the thing, like, for me, for the country music, like, I just like the ones that are like fun to sing along to. Like, I'm not like listening to country music like Country 105 or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like putting on the funny ones when I'm drinking for a laugh. Like, well, that's what
0: Tenacious D was, right? So there's totally. something about it that just, speaks to our generation and I'm we're still the same generation. I, I mean how are you, how, you know?
2: I am not saying that with this microphone right there. Okay.
0: Well, let's talk about it all fair. But you're 28. Well, yeah. I'm only 3 years older than you. That tenacious D. Did you listen to Taking Back Sunday or or Take No. Back Sunday? No. no. Oh my god. I only had
1: one album my mom took like, like, newfound it off. Newfound
0: Glory. Uh Newfound Glory or no. or what about the band with the hype Uh listen. Um Fall <laughs> Out Boy? Coheed and Cambria? <laughs> Follow No,
1: see. Oh, Follow Boy, yeah. That's what I
0: was thinking of for go. the high-pitched yeah, Fallout Boy. Yeah, yeah. Cohen and Cambria has some like Vince orchestra or level. Did you like Queen? Yes. Yeah, so Queen from the 80s. Cohen and Cambria, his voice is super high, but he's got a couple of like really magnificent, like orchestra level, lots of lots of stuff happening. That's cool. Of, it's fantastic. I'll I'll show you off air. Either way, yeah. we're running out of time. This was fantastic. Cheers. We gotta have one more.
1: Yeah, I want to do a little toast to close okay. it out because, as remember, we're drinking the eighteen year old, right? So we got to do a toast. It's,
0: by the way, I, I'll say this: it, it's been a while since I've had two do. T- Tully, 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 <laughs> Tully. Uh, I forgot Tuntime. how fantastic this was. This was fantastic. Yay, Thank you I'm guys so, so much, much for being on the it. show today. Well, this Go one ahead.
2: won an award last year too. Before you did this toast,
0: best whiskey in the world from who? ISW,
2: right? Yeah,
1: the yeah, big one. I, I, one. ISWC it's
0: good but it's good regardless of that it's award. the
1: best alright if Tully was the ocean and I was a duck I'd swim my way down and I'd drink my way up but Tully ain't the ocean and I'm not a duck so raise up your glasses let's drink the fuck up <laughs>